Hey everybody! So we decided to do a podcast instead of a blog or in addition to the blog. We will see. We're experimenting here. So today is the 13th of April. We are in Mengwil near Bali, uh, near Chenggu in Bali. And today we want to look back a little bit how we got here, our first impressions, our first week in Bali. So let's right get started. DJ, how did we travel here? Yeah, good question. Uh, so traveling here was interesting. You know, now as we record, we're in like deep in the coronavirus-ness. have no idea how much deeper it's going to get. Uh, but we left in the middle of March from Bangkok, Thailand, and there wasn't a lot of um, corona-related stuff really happening. Bali wasn't reporting cases. Uh, we had a temperature scan to leave, and then we had like a health check, which was just filling out a single piece of paper. There wasn't really any follow-up to that. Uh, so, you know, the flight here, pretty easy, pretty empty. We flew from the local airport in Bangkok, DMK, and it was a little bit of a ghost town maybe it was, it was quite empty especially compared to like we flew into the big airport in bangkok that was completely full uh lots of screenings and stuff there and so this felt really empty uh but it was nice... are so fast we were like through there in like 10 minutes or so no lines nothing yeah no lines for check-in no lines for security yeah. it was it's crazy fast um but yeah just like a pretty easy Excuse me, pretty easy flight, pretty easy check-in process once we got into Bali. Uh, and kind of the first thing we had to do after the health check was to get cash and then take care of the visa situation so that we could make sure that we traveled or we could stay long enough in the country. We don't know what's happening with that, but we can talk about that later. Cool, cool. So, so babe, um, what, what were your first impressions like when we very first got here. Yeah, let me think about that one. Um, I don't even... What was it? I think it was during the day. Oh, we got picked up. Yeah, that's right. So it was important to me to like make sure that someone would be there because that seems to be a very common thing around here that like you can organize a private driver. And I wanted to organize that because it always stresses me out to find a taxi, make sure that the person knows where we want to go, the person knows enough English, where we had a very funny accident in, or not accident, incident in Bangkok, where like the driver didn't speak that well English. He couldn't read what we were writing down. And that was all so stressful. It worked out fine in the end, but I wanted to prevent that. And that's why we organized a private driver. So he would like stand there already with like a, a little sign with our names on it and knows exactly where we need to go. And it was dark and I was so glad we did that. And then he would drive us from the airport to our first Airbnb. And dang, those streets got small and there were like uh, scooters everywhere. And But he seemed to know where he's going. So my first impression was quite good. Um, I was so glad we organized that driver. Um, yeah, first night there. The apartment was funny. There was like just one single room and like an other. It wasn't really a kitchen, but more like an other small room where the lavabo was, the sink. And the third room for the bathroom where like the shower 
and the toilet would be like right next to each other and like no curtain nothing so that was really interesting and different but i enjoyed it it was like fun yeah i'm I'm also really glad that we we got the driver our first airbnb i don't know we'll use some sort of magic to put a link somewhere around this recording somehow um so if you're interested you can see what the exact first one was like um but we we originally my mom was gonna visit that was a whole thing that didn't happen because corona um but essentially we were gonna try and stay in one place because we traveled pretty slow but then the place we're at now was actually booked for those dates and so we made a decision uh, because we talked in the past of like we never know where to stay like you can read online like here's a neighborhood you should go to but you don't really know till you get there so we made a decision like let's book our first apartment in Chengu, which is like definitely a hot spot and then we'll book the second apartment somewhere else so that first apartment was in in Chengu, um the drive to the airport i don't know, i don't even remember i was just like i'm so glad you booked the drivers like there's a guy with our names written on it let's just get in the car I and just we'll follow. show up <laughs> at the apartment um but we were we're like 10 minutes away from the beach i think yeah by by scooter. by scooter um and you know i think it's interesting i know you have a note here of like what, what the streets were like and even before driving around what's really different is like in bangkok it was like being in new york a little bit um there are parts that had like old bangkok because like a lot of big cities, there's like rivers and stuff running through it. Um, but definitely like grid block, like you're definitely in a city. And a lot of the streets kind of, they go in straight lines, I think, for the most part. And it's like a very grid. And then things felt, felt very separate. Like Bangkok had huge apartment buildings, like these massive giant apartment mm-hmm. buildings. So like all the people clearly live here. And then like in Bali, there aren't massive buildings at least, I think Den- Denpasar is the the capital city. We didn't re- we haven't really seen that, so maybe there's oh, big Kuta? buildings. Kuta used, looked like very busy and like that's yeah, where the people Kuta, are. I think something Kuta was, like that. was busy, but it's like you know, like our Airbnb was a guest house. There was only four apartments, I think, two downstairs, two upstairs. Yeah. yeah. Um, and on the street was like a neighborhood, and then you turn the corner, and it's like it's more of a neighborhood, but like one place in the corner is a restaurant, one place does laundry. And not having this big division of uh, business and housing, yeah. which like for me is a big deal as an American because like that's such a big thing in our country. I know for you, it's that's not that big thing. a deal. It's really normal. Um, but I, that was super interesting just to see it split up. We could walk places there because we were like kind of in the center. Yeah, but then on the other hand, there were like no sidewalks, which we had in Bangkok. In Bangkok, they were like dedicated. This is road. This is for pedestrians. There were even those bridges kind of thingies where you have like stairs, walk up, walk over the street and walk down again. So like you were always dedicated areas for people who are on by foot. But here in Bali... That's just, like, not a thing. Just everybody walks wherever, drives wherever. It's, like... Yeah, I can only think of two sidewalks, like, where Pomelo is. Yeah, right. And there like is the sometimes. the beach one time. But, but the whole like... rest of it, there's been no like not, sidewalks. not clearly. Yeah, and everyone drives scooters, I think. Yeah. When, you know, before we rented a scooter, when we'd, be, we'd be walking. The taxis would, like, pretty much be harassing Harassing maybe is a bit bit strong, but like all the taxis would try to pick us up, yeah. and it became like really clear that it 
like the local people don't walk yeah. for the most part they're all in a car or in a scooter, a scooter yeah or, totally. or whatever but i enjoyed like also it wasn't that busy the neighborhood remember that dog in like we would walk like there were like i don't know like maybe three minutes away there was two restaurants we really liked there was i don't even know how it's called the canteen the canteen was like, canteen. yeah that was really good like a lot of fried stuff but also like salad and like pretty like affordable a good mix of like wet they had like a what do they call it asian western hybrid there's there's a lot of those in changu they yeah. they cater really well to the lo- locals and the tourists i guess yes um and then the I don't even know what it's called, like the 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 super local, like the buffet style yeah. place, where you can like you can grab your rice, and then there's like it seems like they're cooking it somewhere during the day, and then they just leave it out. It gets like somewhat cooler, and then you just grab as much as you want, and they somehow price you. I don't know how that works, but super super cheap, and then we could like walk there, and every time we would like walk past this one house there was like this very small aggressive dog barking at us every single time we would come by that little fellow scared me a little bit yeah he was he got off his chain once or twice and you know like once he was off his chain he didn't care <laughs> he literally yeah. didn't care he would like walk down up and down the street the yeah totally but so i, I want to ask you just um, you know, obviously we're in a second Airbnb now. We might even go to a third. Well, who knows? Mm. But so for you, like that first week, I guess we were there for a week. Yeah, we were, we're there, there for a week. For a week. Yeah. So like that first week, I mean, how how was Bali for you that that first week being in that neighborhood and that Airbnb? Like, you know, what was it like for you? I was fine. Uh, working from there was kind of tricky because like there wasn't any like dedicated. There was a desk and a, and a chair and that was fine. But then, like, there was just that one room. So if I would be teaching DJ, I'd have to go, like, outside and, like, you know, or just listen to me teaching German. So that was kind of not perfect, but we knew that. So that's fine. And then, like, other than that, I got quite intimidated by, like, everybody being so brown. Dang, everybody looks like they lived here forever and, like, nice and crispy. And I was white as fuck. Um, but then, on the other hand, like, it's it's... I enjoyed it. It was so good to be here in Bali because I didn't enjoy Bangkok that much. Mostly because, like, too busy, too hot, too... The air quality wasn't good enough. I didn't enjoy the food and, like... I in Bangkok wasn't terrible, but after six weeks, I was like, okay, thank you, seen, been here, done that. Please, let's move on. And then here in Bali, I feel so comfortable because... People are relaxed and everything seems a bit slower with which I seem to work better with. So I like the food, the chicken satay kind of thing they do with like the um, peanut sauce on top. I really like that and like they're so well adjusted to Western people. Um, So I really like that food and I just overall felt way more comfortable. Also, it wasn't as hot, still hot. But not as hot and not as humid, maybe? It's like in German, it's called Dupik. It's not as Dupik here. So how were, what were your first impressions of it? Yeah, I think one of the first things, or the thing that I remember, like, that was like a, a strong takeaway. It was not Bali specifically, but as much as the Airbnb. A super nice Airbnb, especially for people who are going to be out of the house. So like to describe it, like you said, there's not really a kitchen 
is is more of like a not quite a hotel room, but you know, like a hotel room is laid out that the main room of a hotel room is the bedroom, and then there's like a little bit of extra. So like the the toilet and shower were one room, the sink, like the wash area, I guess, yeah. of the bathroom, like that Outside. was doubled as the kitchen. Like you said, there wasn't really a kitchen. There was like a toaster and a water boiler. And I think that some was glasses. Yeah, some glasses and like that was kind of it. Yeah. And it was something where, you know, for our lifestyle, we're not tourist in the traditional sense. No. Like we don't spend all day outside of the house. And so it was like great location. But it was like, you know, the test was like, you know, could we live in like a place that only had one room? No. No is the answer. <laughs> no. Like I'm glad I'm glad it was only a week, because by the end of the week I was like I love the location, but man, like having an extra room makes such a big difference. So that's that's kind of like my first thought. But there's nothing like wrong. No, totally not. No, no, no. But it's it's just really nice. Um, Just that was was not pleasant. Um, But then I think I enjoyed being able to walk around, realizing how close everything was. Like we ultimately we did get a scooter, which we should talk about what that was like. Um, but there's a lot of stuff that we could walk to that was really convenient. The food was close. The laundry, there was like four places to get laundry done all within walking distance. Um, and it was just like a nice place. I don't think remarkable in like the literal sense. Like it wasn't, mm. nothing was particularly epic or anything it's, like that. It was that. a good starting point, I think. It's yeah, like a very like good like, solid, like, okay, we're here now. Yeah. Like if someone was staying for a week, I would recommend like, oh. Hey, if you're just looking for a place to stay, like. This is this is a good place. The check-in process was super easy. Uh, actually, when we checked out, I left some stuff, and they saved it. Oh yeah, and right. I was able to go back and get it later, so that was really nice. Yeah, we tend to leave our shave. We have like a you know like low um, low waste uh, a shaver where you can just replace the yeah like a, like, the, a, like the... A, an old fat not a not a straight single blade razor but i don't know like the razor that your granddad may have used (laughs) just like before all the gillette seven blade stuff it uses those individually cut out blades um but we test it's like we we got it to like um safe on waste right because like better for the environment and then now we just tend to leave it yeah we lost the first one and left it in america on a trip and then so we got a second one and then we lost that one somewhere no it was a really nice one because you could like close it and whatever it was a nice one that's the one we lost in america that one so then we got a plastic one yeah because bangkok has that style but the plastic doesn't shave it as the the blade is still the metal blade but the plastic holder doesn't work yeah so then we found a new one in Bangkok, and then we almost left it At, again. Yeah. So, but they, like, the old, the last Airbnb, they saved it for us. So that was really nice. Yeah. So, yeah. speaking of Scooter, um, I don't even know where to begin, but I just feel like the process of getting a Scooter, I think, should be talked about. So you did the research I mean, of where to find one. I mean, do you want to start talking about the yeah, Scooter? Let's, yeah, let's So, like... What I did was I asked the host, because apparently that's like a thing that like hosts very often rent scooters themselves or they know someone or whatnot. And then I just asked, like, you know, being a kind of lazy or efficient, I don't know, pick one. Um, And then I asked her if she can recommend someone or she's renting herself, because I knew we want to have a scooter 
also like arriving there after like three days walking around yes everything is walkable and nice and it's nice to walk and you know get some exercise done but it's also it's hot and like there's so many scooters and it just seems so much more convenient by now having the scooter i know it's so much more convenient so she would give me a number of someone so we communicate via whatsapp and did babe you try to call that person or did we text a text i tried to text because the biggest thing we were looking for was like like what's the price and does that include insurance or not and we we had narrowed it down to like two companies and then we were trying to figure out if either one of them had insurance and then like i texted the guy i said do you have insurance and then he didn't say yes or no. I think he just said sorry. Yes. And like, that was it. <laughs> like, are you sorry that there is an insurance? Are you sh- sorry you don't understand English? Like, it was just so confusing. Oh, I remember I did some research. I was like, back in Bangkok, I was like comparing what she gave me. Or, and like, you know, is insurance including stuff. And But it looked like what she gave us was actually a very fair deal. But then it was so hard to get a hold on that person. So then we decided to like... Just see what is nearby, I think. Yeah, and you found the place. The place we ended up getting a scooter had like a crazy amount of Google reviews. Yeah, somewhere. And it was walking distance from us. Yeah. And it was, I think it was a Sunday or something. Or it was a holiday or... It was not an ordinary day. I remember that. It's just like, it wasn't like going into a shop. It wasn't like going to a car rental place where like everything was laid out. Because even on the way there, we walked past the woman who had like 15 scooters in the garage. And she's like, yo, scooter? And we're like, yes, but no. Because that's not the one we're looking for. Yeah, exactly. Because I saw that one online and she had like no reviews whatsoever. And it looked kind of dodgy. So I just... I wanted to go with the person who has, like, a lot of happy reviews. It's like, we walked past them. There was a sign, but then there was no one there. And, and there, there were no scooters. And there was construction happening. Oh, my God. And then I guess the guy runs the business out of his house. Because he just, like, he just like opened the door, walked in the street, was like, ah, scooter? We're like, yeah, I think that's... I think the dog, like, barked at us. And he was like... And then later he would, like, point at his dog and be like, oh, he's my guardian dog. And, like, this yeah. itty-bitty small dog. So that's... I think that's how we know that we passed by a few times something yeah anyway so then we, we we get connected to the guy and you know he's like have you ever done a, rented a scooter before and we're like no no idea and he's you like, ever drove in one <laughs> like no and he's like uh okay well. I'll, I'll show you Let, let's start you off with the small one um so he gets the scooter it's a, a scoopy I like the Italian, worth. it's like the italian style yeah it's kinda. like italian style kind of scooter it looks like a vespa sort of deal yeah. um most of the scooters on the island are the same. I'd say, like, the majority of them are, like, four or five different scooters. And the yeah. Scoopy is, like, a popular one. But we read online that it's uh, the slowest and one of the smallest. And... Like, not good for long distance. Yeah, like, not good for long like distance. Like, it's good if you're, like, staying in town. But, like, if you want to do some, you know, go out to the rice field and stuff, then it's not the best. And we are, have been and will travel a bit. So we were already deciding that we want a bit of a bigger one. Yeah. So we 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 test drove the Scoopy first because it was like never ridden a scooter before, um, and I think the test drive didn't go bad. It was definitely like you know the last time trying to drive a motorcycle would be like an arcade game, fake motorcycle. <laughs> you just you just go fast all the way fast all the time. So you know it's not a video game. That's for, no. <laughs> that's for sure. But I think we did okay and. 
we were having debate of like, do we want two scooters or one scooter? Um, or one bigger one or, or two bigger ones. Like, yeah. We and then we were saying, you know, we always spend our time with each other. And so there's really rarely ever a time where one of us needs to get somewhere and the other one doesn't. Yeah. So we, we opted to get a bigger, one of the bigger scooters, which was mm. the, the Honda Vario mm. 125. Mm. Um, which I don't know, maybe we'll put a picture somewhere around this so you can yeah. see what the scooter looks like, but it's just like a, a pretty standard size scooter. It's not a motorcycle. It's not near as big as that, but it's like a good size. Yeah. Scooter. It's like good. I also think it's like, it's bigger than the Scoopy, which is good because we're both big people and like, we need something that is able to carry us both quite a distance still, even if we're just like around the corner for the next uh, coffee shop or something yeah exactly. so i'm very happy with our i'm very he also gave us i'm pretty sure he gave us like the most beat up <laughs> scooter he had in store because like our neighbors here also have a scooter and their scooter looks like brand new and ours is like covered in scratches and stuff and i'm kind of happy for that because we are beginners so if it if we add another scratch he probably won't see it. He won't see the difference. So yeah, I'm happy exactly. <laughs> and so it's it's too easy to get a scooter. Yeah. You know, it's like you hear things online and you never know until you get there. But all you need is a passport to rent the scooter. Um, we have international driver permits because apparently uh, bribery and corruption is like a thing. And police like to stop tourists because they know that they can rent a scooter without the proper paperwork. And so they just... They give out tickets like candy, apparently, or they, they like collect bribes instead of tickets. That's a thing. Um, but really, just like, didn't really need any proof that we had anything. Any education, just any like, training. Just some form of ID would have been enough. And we, we got our scooter and we were able to, we made it home. Yeah. It was slow. We still live. We still lived. <laughs> uh, you know. And then we took it on like our, our practice run. So... <laughs> You know, it was a five-minute drive back to the Airbnb, and it was like, okay, we have the scooter. We have no idea what we're doing. Let's take some time to actually practice driving these things. Um, so, yeah, we swapped turns, oh. practicing. How, how did your practice drive go? Dang. I was like, okay, let's stay in the neighborhood where there is not that many people. And now where I'm thinking about it, and now where I have, like, a bit more experience, I would say it would have been safer to just go for the main street mostly because curves are still like scary kind of and still like you know curves are kind of tricky and i stayed within our neighborhood and our neighborhood was like so narrow so i started with the hardest thing and it went well i went very slow i wasn't sure like they drive on the left which is like contra instinct for me but then also they don't care that much. Like, if there is nobody, they drive in the middle of the road because that's where the quality of the road is the best. So if someone is coming towards you and you're not 100% sure, you have to go left, you have to go right, they just... You somehow pass each other. Like, so that was a bit different. And then... I tried to take a right turn. It was so tricky for me to control speed and also do the turn and it was so narrow and watch out for other people and then of course i would crash into like a knee-high kind of wall that was next to like they have like in their roads like some sorts of small rivers and i'm not sure if that's their sanitary uh system or whatnot but like that was what it was and i drove into that um 
little brick wall and it would like fall apart because I couldn't like control the scooter well enough but then, then it would fall apart and uh, nothing happened to me I think nothing happened to the scooter and then there were like three people so nice like coming and like one of them are asking if my hand's okay as in like dumb tourist is your hand broken or why can you not control the scooter but they were very nice they built up the brick wall again and like you know they were making sure i'm okay it was really really nice people and then i was like dri- driving back home i was like okay babe your turn i'm done with this and then you took it for a ride <laughs> yeah i took it for for a ride i think i think the very first loop was fine i think it was the second one that it was the problem where it was like, okay, you know, keep it in the neighborhood. Um, you know, the, the road layout here is like, there's like main highways and everything else is like, I guess, a neighborhood sort of yeah. thing. It doesn't feel like a city where it's like, oh, here's business, here's people, here's big roads, here's small roads. It's like all kind of mixed. And so I was like, okay, just don't get on the big road if you can avoid it. And so I'm trying to drive around the main neighborhood and, I, and I'm doing okay. You know, it's like, getting used to the throttle of like okay uh two centimeters is enough for like 20 degrees not 20 degrees would be a lot wow like just a few degrees of like turning the handles enough to go forward and like getting used to that and i thought okay i think i've got it um but there's a road that connected to our airbnb or a road to a side road whatever that quite a bit of traffic was coming and so just like when I'm driving stick, I'm like, I don't want to be that person that stalls out in the middle. So I'll, I better go just like a little bit faster. So knowing I wanted to go a little bit faster and not really knowing how to control the throttle, I'm like waiting and I finally see an opening. I'm like, okay, now's the time to go. And I go to give it gas and I just give it way too much. And I nearly throw the bike from underneath me. I like, I crash on a corner in front of this store. I've scraped up my knees, my hands. I've hit my ankles. I've hit whatever across the ground. Uh, I'm glad I'm wearing a helmet. I'm glad that like nothing else got hit really bad and like no one ran over me. But I definitely just like took a corner way too fast, completely crashed. Um, and there were some locals there who were like, "Hey, whoa, easy, buddy, slow down. Like you're all right. Take it, take it, chill, be slow." And yeah, I'm just glad that people are nice and that I didn't like crash any any harder um, but that was that was like an immediate learning lesson of like okay just be a little bit too slow on the turns but i think since then driving yeah. a scooter has gotten a lot easier um a lot better yeah also like you know after that i, I was like i was so done but then he would come back and be like, oh, I crashed too. I was like, oh my God, we're terrible in this. But let's like, you know, get back on the horse. I would like take it for another drive, come home and be like, okay, this is it. So let's be done with that, please. But since then we're like, you were driving it. So when we changed Airbnbs, we would like, I would go with the driver, which I the same driver that picked us up from the airport, um, go with the suitcases in the car and babe would drive the scooter up to the new airbnb and i think that was like your you know okay i got used to this like this routine now i think like that was like the biggest follow the car and like i felt felt pretty comfortable by that because i also had to drive i mean that was the longest distance up to that point Mm. but also i think I, i drove most the other time so i felt pretty good by the time we change airbnbs though but I wanted to look back and say, like, 
so you know we talked about the scooter and getting here and then the the airbnb itself but i mean just more of those first impressions like like pomelo like the cafe you know what was it like because that that for me was like being in that cafe was like the we're in bali like we yeah that's right so i mean like for you like actually leaving the place leaving the house and and getting to experience like what was it like your ex did it meet your expectations like what are your your thoughts i guess around that so like i don't even know so i've been to bali once as a teenager and i remember in the resort all those music was like bling bling music and it annoyed me so bad and i was like i don't remember much more of that and then arriving here so much was coming back it's like oh yeah i've been here like i remember this vibe i remember the air kind of and then um that was nice and then i remember near our apartment down the st- up the street was like this temple kind of thing with like a beautiful door we took a picture and then you uploaded it on facebook um that was gorgeous and then that was like one of the first moments of like dang we're in bali we're we actually made it here and i'm so glad we made it here speaking of i forgot to mention so because of corona they would close the borders for people without like for people who want on arrival visa the 20th and we arrived the 17th and i just remember the first few days just being like thank the lord we made it in here because i wouldn't want to stay in thailand for this whole lockdown situation so that was like you know the first few days was just like whoo we made it we're here and then like it was busy and it was a bit scary in the beginning i guess like this adjustment phase i usually go through of like trying to be open and trying to believe that people are nice and want to help and then people actually are nice and want to help because once we were looking for a phone plan the data plan and we just walked into a hostel to ask them where to find the goods um, where to find sim cards and like she didn't understand that much english so she would like call her husband and he would like maybe come out of his lunch break or another job i don't know but he came down just to tell us that it was across the street which is so nice um and then we were walking around trying to find a cafe kind of thing and then we found um pomelo also where like it was like this nice cafe where you could like look out and you see all this green and almost a small rice field kind of deal i was like sitting there just sipping the coffee, taking it all in. I don't remember exactly when I had like, dang, we are here. But like, it hits me over and over again. Even still here, sometimes I look out the window and I'm like, I'm so lucky we're here and I'm so happy to be here. Because it all feels so safe and it's green and the temperatures are good. It just, it, I can see... I can understand why people come here and I'm like, okay, we're staying. This is darn perfect. Like, it's not going to get any better than here. I mean, there is like downsides. They don't always have everything and like, but that's fine. Like, it's just, it is a good place to be. And like, I don't have like this empathy of like, Oof, we're in Bali, we're doing the thing. Like, I don't remember that. Do you? Do you, do you, yeah, do you have like a, a moment? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I think, you know, if like 
I want to not take a ton of time of like going all the way back to the beginning of like the first inspirations of like being a digital nomad and travel. And I think this idea of like taking your laptop and being in a beautiful place, maybe at the beach, um, you know, just being in a beautiful place, being able to work from anywhere. Uh, I think like I get it now in Bali because Bang- we, we chose Bangkok as a potential nomad hub. We honestly didn't really connect to other people. Uh, everything we had was like in our apartment for the most part. And so we never really left that often. But then here I, I see, you know, now things are shutting down because of Corona. But like you can see the culture that there's like a coffee shop, like every five meters. Uh, and you can just pull up and open your laptop and work someplace for a few hours and then go someplace else for a few hours. And it was I think for me, it was like we got to Pomelo and it was this open air cafe and there's so much green. You know, we're like near the equator, I guess. And there's so much. We're watching something. There's like the crazy amount of biodiversity and plants and blah, blah, blah here. But just like beautiful, epic. Like it looks like the Instagram photos. Exactly the same. All the hype is real. And just being in this beautiful tropical place and be able to like sit down and like open my laptop and have the cool breeze come through. And like I've got my beautiful wife. There's the beautiful coffee there's a beautiful surrounding i've got my laptop and that moment of like you know you know like for me i guess traveling is like not so much just the travel because we aren't really that kind of travelers we're not the tour like we're not like let's see the sights it's like yeah we work it's like we're not tourist tourists we're like i want to work somewhere where it's beautiful yeah so we have like daily lives but being able to be in a place that's so beautiful to have like your standard daily life i think that's been been pretty awesome so i think those are kind of like the 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 first impressions so so for you Mm -hmm. um i guess before i ask like i guess the final question i'm thinking of is like is there, is there anything else like that first week, those first couple things that you feel we left off? Yeah, remember the taco place. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do you want to talk about the tacos? I feel like you know to appreciate I mean, I'm just them like, more. Yeah, I'm just, uh, uh, I don't want to talk about a place I'm upset with, you know. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't horrible. Just, it's been so long. Like, I mean, America is not the end-all be-all tacos. You'd say Mexico is. But America does that thing where we take things and... I'm not going to say better. We take things and we make them uniquely our own. Or bigger. Bigger. In a way, that's great. So I got excited to see a place that had tacos. And I'm like hyping it up. Like, oh, we're going to do tacos for lunch. And we get there. And it's like, okay. <laughs> it's Really? I have been like, it I remember it good. being really good. So I enjoyed the food. Nice. But there's like, because you bring this up all the time if we talk about chocolate. If chocolate is not swiss chocolate level quality to you you're just like no this is shit this no that's is not, not true okay it's but, just like okay, maybe not mm, yeah you tried but it's not swiss so that is my impression of the tacos the tacos were not bad but how you feel about swiss chocolate is how i felt about the tacos i see i see okay fair, 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 fair. but i was just like so happy because like you know we were trying to find tacos that would make you happy in switzerland and they were just like they were trying, but like bless their hearts, right? Like, no. Bali tacos made me happier than Swiss tacos. And I would say, I mean, things are closing down now. So like, it's not too late to maybe try more <laughs> more taco places. At one point. Here, here in Bali, there's, there's so much. There's so much like, you can see how the travel has really changed. Of like, there's so much stuff that really caters to Westerners. 
but at the same time it doesn't feel like overly touristy like when you go to certain cities you can like look at a restaurant or a thing and you're like not a single local person ever will eat there like this is 100% purely tourist um, and it feels like there's this really good like integration i guess the same way that like american is famous for like taking foods from all over the world and making it their own like i feel like there's that happening with the food and the restaurants and they've taken this like european or western style of a coffee shop or or western foods and like give it this bali flair um and i feel like that's something that's pretty i also feel like that um very um that even the Balinese people go there and eat. Like, I've seen local people in those quote-unquote Western places. I feel like they just... They emer- they embraced, like, oh, Westerners like to come here. Australian likes to come here. Let's make it our... give it. Let's give it our own touch. But it's not like, oh, this is dedicated... To um, local and this is dedicated tourist it like seems to have an overlap there are still places that are like m- more local and there's places that are more western but th- there seems to be a good chunk of places that are like overlapping where also locals go and eat and have a sandwich or have a pizza or like stuff like that i yeah, think yeah so definitely yeah. so for you i think we're gonna do another episode talk more about bali because there's there's more to be said especially as the coronavirus developed further um but given given what you know now and thinking back to like our first week here for you like i guess how would you how would you rate it overall would you say is it worth it you know is it like the is it like the stuff on tv and youtube and instagram, instagram and like you know for you I totally like like i'm so glad we're here I'd rather here be here than anywhere else right now. Um, it's totally worth it. It's like, I think it's what I hoped for and more in a way. Like I was a bit skeptical about the food, which I'm always. Um, but food is good. People are good. Weather is good. It's just like, right now it's the perfect place to be for now. So yes, I I, I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. Also prices are good. So, like, maybe I want to be in Australia, but Australia is expensive, you know? So, no, I think this is where I want to be right now, truly, and it's totally worth it. So, what are, like, um, roses and thorns for the first week in Bali, babe? First week in Bali. I I think one of the big roses is just being in Bali. Is that? (laughs) I think there's just, like, the weather's nice, the food's nice. I think there is... There's a relaxed attitude. You know, we just came back from the hustle and bustle of the big city. Bangkok was like New York. And then now Bali's like, I don't know, maybe California or Florida. There's like a lot more chill vibe. And that in and of itself is a rose. And then a thorn. The first thorn that honestly comes to mind was the first Airbnb, the Wi-Fi in the evening. Oh, yeah, right. The evening would like really slow down. It's like, it's fine when you're on vacation. But like when like you need fast and stable internet to be able to do your job. That was something that was uh, pretty annoying. And then another rose that I realized we didn't talk about this entire episode was the co-working space. Yeah, I, can't, that, I remember that too. Um, which we can probably talk about later a little bit. But finding a nice co-working space, which Thorn, now because coronavirus, yeah. um, things have changed. So that's kind of it for me. So I, I think that's that's it for this episode. Do you have any final last words, no, thoughts? not really. So, yeah. See you soon. Hear you soon. 
Yeah, thanks so much for listening to this experiment thing <laughs> for our friends and family. And if a stranger wants to listen, thanks for listening. And uh, I guess we'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye.